Welcome to the Elevate Effect podcast, where we give you the resources to take you from workloads to workflows. I'm your host, Courtney. I'm an online systems educator for coaches. Fueled by cold brew and a love for watching endless reruns of Friends, I'm here to give you the tools and the support you need to scale your business and take back charge of your life and your time. So pour yourself a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and let's do the damn thing. Okay, everybody, I am so excited for today's episode, probably the most excited I've been to have a guest on my podcast because we're chatting with Hannah Painter, who is not only my best friend, I grew up with Hannah, I've been in school with her since we were freshmen in high school, but she's also the founder of Wildcliff Wedding and Events, which is actually where I got married in 2021. So lots of fun, you know, relationships here with our guest today. Hannah, I would love for you to just tell everybody a little bit more about yourself, how you got started and what your business is like, and just kind of give us the full rundown on, on how everything got started for you. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm so excited too. So this is fun. Obviously we talk all the time, but it's fun that we get to be like entrepreneurs together and bounce ideas off of each other. So, okay. Introduction. I'm Hannah. I started doing a wedding venue about six years ago, but it feels like so much longer because my husband and I had this idea for basically like the last 15 years. Like since we met, we were like, Hey, this is a really cool idea. And I always joke that it was originally my husband's idea to run a wedding venue. He said that he wanted to run a venue with his family and had this whole thing mapped out about how each sibling he had was going to do like a different role. One of them did catering and one of them did this and that. And I just thought that is such a neat idea. We're both super family oriented. So I thought that was a great idea. And I was like, Hey, if it doesn't work out with this guy, I'm going to steal the idea. Um, <laughs> Anyway, that's how it actually got started, the brainchild of it. But then after, you know, we got serious, we got married, we knew that we wanted to move back home to Missouri and get it all started. So that's how the venue became a venue. But I guess I could back up even further and say that this property that we house Wildcliff on, it has been in the family for over 50 years. It's a beautiful property. Courtney, it's like yeah, it's her gorgeous. second home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Like I had so much sentimental like attachment to getting married there because I like basically grew up there when I was, you know, in high school, always out there with you. So it is a beautiful property. So if you guys are anywhere in the Midwest and need a venue, I definitely go check out the website because it's absolutely stunning. Yes. it's And it's so unique. It's got an old rock quarry that has a lake there now. It's all filled in, but it has always been something in our family. So it was a campground for a while where people could come swim and camp out. They had built like a golf course at one point, which never took off after like 2008. But anyway, so it was a beautiful property that's been so many things. And so my family was really excited about stepping into this new industry of weddings. And yeah, it's just been awesome. So we've loved it. Yeah. And you guys, I mean, I think one of the things that it's so unique about, you know, having this conversation with you, especially in relation to, to systems, because I work, you know, remotely and in a remote business is that you guys are very hands-on and more of a brick and mortar, obviously style business, not necessarily like a physical, well, you have a physical location, but it's not like you have an office. Right. And so you are in kind of like this hybrid hands-on role, which is really cool, but literally out in the middle of your venue, you have helping couples on the best day of their lives. And, you know, with that being said, I know you have to 
to have probably a really super solid foundation in terms of the systems that you built your business on. So, you know, from experience in the systems industry, we've observed that brick and mortar style businesses, especially newer ones who are just starting out often tend to overlook systems as something less applicable to them because of their size or because of the fact that they have like a physical office or location. So I want to know how does having a system in place benefit your, you know, very service oriented hands-on business and how can small businesses in general benefit from more tech and systems? So that is so true that, you know, physical businesses sometimes struggle to add the proper technology, but you honestly just cannot do it without having some systems in place. So when we got started, everything was paper and that yeah. sounds crazy <laughs> to me now, but, um, you know, cause we meet in person, you know, people are calling you, but everything is very physical. Like you said, they're at our location. We're doing tours together. But what happens is we have so much information overload with each couple that there's just no way that you're going to be able to remember it. And especially even if you're taking paper and pen notes, you know, you have to be able to have that digital because you have a team. Yep. So hopefully you've grown enough, you know, in any business that it's not just you, that you have team members. And so it's like them needing to see those notes and all the information that comes from each individual couple. So that's when we started using HoneyBook. So that's our, our major platform other than Google Suite, but HoneyBook. So we were actually needing to figure out how to get contracts back and forth without it being so clunky and so time consuming. So we originally were shopping around for a contract platform that was going to allow that transaction to be a little bit more smooth and natural. And so that's when we found HoneyBook. Obviously, you know, HoneyBook does so much more than just contracts. Yeah. But that was the initial thing that we needed. So yeah, it has been awesome to be able to have one platform um, or two where all of my team members can log on their app or log on their, you know, their website and just be able to see everything. Because in our team, we, we have designation of like, I'm going to take Courtney's wedding or I'm going to take Anna's wedding. But sometimes life happens and and I have to jump in and take someone else's wedding. And so for me to be able to have HoneyBook or something where I can see every detail, every conversation they've ever had, like where their you know money is at, things like that, it's invaluable. Yeah, I'm so glad that you mentioned team and like them being able to step in or you stepping in for somebody else, because that's one of the biggest things that we talk to people about as like a vital, vital piece of why systems are important. Because if you have any intention to grow or scale your business or just to even be able to like step back, or if somebody is sick or ends up going on maternity leave or on vacation, in order for the team to successfully support you, they have to know what's going on. And so, like you said, like pen and paper worked for a period of time, but then once once you started growing, it just, it's no longer a viable solution and you have to start adjusting. And I think that is one thing that sometimes, especially with more, I don't want to say corporate style businesses, but for more, I guess old school, I don't want to even use that term, but businesses that aren't necessarily in the remote culture, right. That it's hard for them to see the value in moving into like a, a system online or a, a tech platform or something like HoneyBook, or like we use ClickUp a lot or, or using Slack and Zoom because they don't see the value in it, but you just made like such a good point as to why it is so valuable and, and the importance of adding those things into your business. Absolutely. The first year where it was just me, I was the only one that was kind of talking to couples and taking the lead on everything. I got anxiety like halfway through the year because I thought, what if I break my leg? What if I like get really yeah. sick? Like I'm the only one that can you know, do these weddings when in reality, after we got some help, it's like, no, every, you know, anyone could do it as long as they're presented with the right information. So it gave me so much 
much peace of mind to have it, you know, somewhere where other people can share in that way, any team member could take it on and feel like they are supplied with all the information they need. But yeah, and that's awesome. And that actually answered my next question, which was really, you know, what are your favorite features or things that you're using with HoneyBook? And maybe you do have more that you want to elaborate on with that. But like you said, initially it was for contracts, but are you using it for anything else now? Or is it still solely contracts and potentially invoicing? Oh, we use it for everything. So originally it was contracts. And then once we got into it, we're like, oh, this is like everything we've needed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So of course we use it for like our inquiry capture. So it connects to our website, but yeah, we use it for contracts, which again, going back to talking about pen and paper, you know, it was just this clunky emailing back and forth or printing it out, signing it, you know, copying it. So that has been so amazing to have it. Like each couple can have a customized contract, but it's not clunky. You know, it's all in a really organized manner, but you know, templates for us to send them things to fill out for us, workflow management. I can know how many people we have in the planning process versus how many people we have inquiries, how many people we've completed this year, you know, so much, but I will say like one of my favorite features is actually the notes in the private detail. So yeah. if you're familiar with the book, if you're on the, you know, the background side, you have like private notes that you can share with just your team. And that's actually where we kind of hide all of our information because there's some stuff that we send to couples just to verify like, Hey, you've chosen to do, you know, this table setting or whatnot, but there's some things that they don't need to see. Just our team needs to know, like, Hey, we need this many chairs and tables in this location. So private notes has been one of my favorites, but yeah, we use absolutely everything that HoneyBook offers and we love it. Yeah, we do too. We actually, we had started using, um, Dubsado was the first platform that we used and it just, we outgrew it. It was more clunky. I think HoneyBook has got such like an awesome user experience. It's so easy to use. It's fluid. It's not confusing where stuff is. And so we've been using HoneyBook, I think for about two years now and we love it. And now they've also released like the workflow feature where you can, automate most of your process has been a game changer in terms of, you know, saving us time too and not having to go and do manual touches on everything. So, and I know this is kind of like shifting gears, but we mentioned growth, you know, and if your plan is for scaling and growing. So I would love to hear a little bit more about how you guys were able to grow your business so successfully over the past five years. And if you had a particular like growth strategy using your business and how it's helped you get where you guys are today. Yeah. So we have always gone for kind of an organic growth strategy. And we've been really fortunate that, you know, like I said, my family had already owned this property. There was already things in place that were setting us up for success from the get-go. But we always said, you know, we're going to stay true to ourselves and we're going to grow at our own pace and not feel pressured by just, there was a booming industry of venues all popping up at the same time. And I think there still are, but we just thought, you know what, we're going to do our own thing and kind of have blinders on. So it's like, this is our business. We are unique. And so we, we grew slow and we grew organic. And in the first year after being so busy, I quickly found out like I need a second me, you know? So we hired another coordinator and luckily she has been awesome. Um, we've loved having kind of a second team lead. And then even in this past year, we've hired a few more day of coordinators to just kind of help us take on that day. Cause there's, there's so much in the planning process, but when it actually comes to the day of that's where, you know, you really have to trust your team and trust different people. So having more than just two or three people um, to be able to take on your whole year of weddings has been really awesome. And then we also have our grounds team, which takes care of, you know, the ground setting up, taking down. So we kind of have our, our manual labor crew and then we have kind of our mastermind. So it's been nice to grow so that everyone kind of has like their set of skills that they do really well. And yeah, it's created a good team. 
Yeah. And I would even say like probably the amount of vendors and the relationships with vendors that you're having to build too. And you could almost look at them as like a removed piece of your team, because that is something that you kind of have to entrust gets done. Cause I even remember like back to our wedding flower company came in and they just kind of like went off and did their thing and, and everybody worked so well together. And I feel like you have to like building relationships relationships, those people is going to be just as important too, as like your, you know, quote unquote in-house team. For sure. Oh yeah. And that is, that's just coming with time in the first couple of years, you know, we quickly saw like, we love these people, they do a fantastic job and we're super service oriented. And so, you know, we want people that are also going to go above and beyond. They don't need any extra help. They're going to take care of you. And they're going to go that extra step and fill in any gaps that, you know, they didn't even maybe know that they were going to have. So we developed kind of our, our spreadsheet of people that um, we give to couples and let them know, like, these are great people to work with. So yeah. they're definitely an extension of our team. And so that's just come with time and relationship building. But I guess I'll go back and add to like our growth strategy that we never wanted to like over commit or overexert before we knew that, that that there was a need, you know? And so each year we're blessed in the wedding industry that people book like a year out or more. And so we kind of know what to expect in the next year. So that's also a really fortunate side of this industry is that we can plan like a whole year out. So it's like, if I know we need more people for these bigger weddings and we have time to develop. Yeah. Which you're so lucky in that aspect, because with our, like, for example, our projects, when we sign a client, it's, you know, one and done project, which like a wedding is, but we only book so far out. Right. I think right now, well, we're actually booked pretty far out, like further out than usual. We're booked into February and this is November at the time of this recording, but that for us is, is pretty far out. And, and our, we have such, it's not a high turnover in terms of it's, it's high, I guess, turnover in terms of the time that we're working with somebody. It's 30 to 45 days. And then we're having to go out, you know, and source more clients. And so just like the fact that you guys are booked out that far in advance, I can't imagine like true, like the kind of like weight off your shoulders it gives you in terms of, okay, we've got business for this long. Like this is like, it's, it's almost security, you know? Absolutely. Oh, it totally is. And, you know, we take it for granted all the time because, you know, we don't realize that most other industries, it is just like an immediate need, a service, and then it's over or, you know, it might be on a maintenance schedule. But yeah, for us, we're so fortunate that, you know, we do have that schedule to year out. But on the flip side, there also are times where, you know, people break up and yeah. they cancel. It's like, <laughs> Oh man, well, we can't rebook yeah. your date, you know, yeah. in such a short amount of time. So, you know, we have processes in place, but it is a fortunate industry for sure. Yeah. How many averages or how many weddings, I guess, on average, do you think you guys are taking year to year? So we used to do up to 40 because um, we're seasonal. We only work between April and November. So kind of the good weather months in Missouri, because otherwise we get a lot of snow and ice and we just, we're mostly, we're, we're an outdoor and indoor facility, but we pride ourselves on our outdoor location. So that's why we don't work within the, the winter months. But I would say now that I have a, a baby and my other coordinator has a baby, we'll talk about that more later, but we try to take off a little bit more to where we have a little bit of a balance. So I'd say now we, we typically do closer to 30. Okay. Yeah. And that actually perfectly led to my next question, which was going to talk about work-life balance and your thoughts specifically about how people can manage, you know, those two obviously vital aspects of their life, their personal life and their work life, getting burnt out and still giving their all in both roles. And I know you and I have even talked about this, like just amongst ourselves in terms of, you know, we always want to go above and beyond in everything that we do. And sometimes as a business owner and as a mom, it's hard because 
you feel like you're being and having a family in general, you know, you feel like you're being spread too thin. And when you, you know, want to do a good job, sometimes I feel like I'm not able to give a hundred percent of myself to both things. And that feels really bad for me. Sometimes either I'm giving too much time to work and I don't feel like I'm being a hundred percent of like the mom that I want to be, or I'm being a really, really great mom every day. And then I feel like I'm slacking, you know, with work. And so how do you kind of balance that? And I know too, it's also a little different for you guys because, you know, the venue location is within your family's property and you guys live in the area. And so I think that probably helps or not helps, but makes it a little harder in terms of that bleeding of personal and and work. Sorry to interrupt this episode, but this will be real quick. If you started your business, you are your own boss, but along with being the CEO, you're also the accountant, the marketing manager, creative director, executive assistant, and many more titles. If you don't do it, it doesn't get done. And if you need help doing it all, you need HoneyBook. HoneyBook is an online business management tool that organizes your client communication, booking, contracts, and invoices all in one place. With HoneyBook, you can automate your busy work and they have a ton of easy to use templates for emails, proposals, brochures, and invoices. I personally use HoneyBook to simplify my booking process in my business and stay on top of inquiries and clients in my pipeline. All you have to do is go to the link below in the show notes and sign up today. Alrighty, now let's get back to the show. Oh yeah, we are a total muddled mesh of personal slash work life because <laughs> the venue is just right, like it is on my family's property. So it's a huge blessing in that, you know, I kind of have built-in babysitters right where my workplace is, but at the same time, I have to be respectful of their time and just, I'd say expectations is kind of my biggest thing is giving them expectations of like, here's when I need to work. Are you okay with watching my child? And, you know, vice versa, even expectations for me, it's like, okay, whenever I am in work mode, like just give that my all don't feel the mom guilt of not being like with my child, which I think is super natural, but just kind of giving myself grace to say, you know what, I, I set aside this time to work for my family. I think it's good for at least myself to kind of get out and, and have that, that hat on to be a venue person. So I think that expectations for myself, for my family, making sure we're all on the same page of like, is this okay, you know, for me to work for two hours today while you watch my child or vice versa. It's like whenever I don't have a babysitter and I'm trying to get work done while I have my child, remembering that's like, okay, no, my child comes first. If I can get a few things done, great. If I can't, we'll get that done later. What you were just saying about that too, is, is like, I have that same mentality of like, okay, mom comes first. Right. But I'm also with it wearing another hat. So I was just talking about that this morning and we had a babysitter over today, you know, so I could work. My husband's been out of town and I communicated to her, like, it's nice to have my day a week that I get to think differently. Right. Because obviously when I'm in mom mode, which is honestly 24 seven, but when I'm with my son, then I am in a, position where I'm thinking different and I get to step into work mode, which is a little bit, I just get to get to challenge myself in a different way, which that works for some people. Some people miss or, you know, crave that, which, you know, I haven't completely shifted out of work mode since I had my son, but so I'm not totally sure how I would feel on the opposite end of the spectrum. But I know for me, even right now that I've really enjoyed being able to have my day that I'm focusing on something different and to kind of get to restructure my, my mindset, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And I think you said it exactly right. It's it's challenging yourself. It's getting your mind to work in a different function for a little while, which I think just makes us better moms whenever we get to go back to our babies and say like, you know what, we're rejuvenated. We're ready to be mom again and just give you our all. So I think it's, I think it's really good for moms to be able to like have another thing 
to do. But yeah, so I also, I just think openness too with like your family. And that can mean like with your husband, like, of course, like I work on a lot of Saturdays and my husband works a normal work schedule. So on Saturdays, just knowing, Hey, you know, you're going to have revel. That's our child. And knowing that these are my hours, let's be open about like, here's my expectations, what I need. It's hard to balance. I don't know if you ever are going to find a perfect system between like work and life as we've often talked about, but just doing your best and giving yourself a lot of grace. Yeah. I think honestly, you you hit the nail on the head that I don't think there is ever going to be a perfect system. And especially now, like I feel like society is so geared towards like hustle culture and go, go, go and being busy and accomplishing all the time. And that's another thing that we've talked about too, is like, what is accomplishment or what is success now? And that was one thing that I had to like myself, like really pivot my mindset around because I had worked just my entire life and my, my career was my life really. I mean, I obviously had hobbies, but you know, that was my primary metric of success for myself was how I was performing in my job. And then I had Luca and I switched, you know, I'm, I'm a mom now. And so I had to like have this, you know, weird internal battle or conversation with myself and like rethink or reposition what success meant for me, because I wasn't attaining or attributing success in the same way that I was before, you know, success for me now is showing up for my son and being a good mom and all of those things. And for me, I, I was struggling with the thought of like, okay, well, what am I accomplishing? Right? Like, what am I checking off my list? And cause you can't really check off your list, you know, necessarily when it comes to just parenting. And so I had to like reframe my thinking when it came to like success and accomplishment and what that all looks like for me. And I still struggle with it and I'm sure I'll continue to struggle with it for a while, but I, yeah, I agree with you. And it just, it's, it's going to be a constant like evolution for myself. And I think a lot of people I'm sure a lot of people have experienced that too, especially like go-getters, like always, I mean, you've been working a lot, like for your whole, I mean, forever since I've known you, you've had a job or you've been working out at the properties or whatever it is. And it's, it's just kind of hard, like finding that new, that new, new for you, if that makes yes. sense. Yes. And I think you and I, we both have similar like personalities where we're driven by success and goals and we're go, go, go kind of people. And I think it's probably harder for our personality type, but like you said, I think you know, we'll always have to pivot and evolve. I feel like pivot has been like my favorite word lately because, you know, even this year as we've like taken on different events and different roles and capacities, it's like, okay, we might have to pivot a little bit and develop a new strategy or hire on some different people. And so I think that's also good is just like being flexible in your mind that if you feel in your heart that like, okay, something doesn't feel quite right. Like if trying to do too much at once is starting to feel icky, then it's like, okay, like, let's see, like, what do I need? And then what are the steps to get what I need? whether that's like personnel or vendors that can help you. Like you talked about extension of team. I think that's a really nice way of saying like, you know, people that aren't on your payroll necessarily, but people that can help you, you know, complete your task. Yeah. And I think it's too, sometimes when you get in situations like that, you have to remove the emotion from the decision-making because I think that's sometimes what overwhelms me so much is I'll get overwhelmed with the situation or a project or what's on my plate. And I have to just like pause, remove the emotion from it and think strategically, okay, like this is the problem. What are the steps to solve this problem? to get to a solution and just execute on it versus letting myself get too much into my head because that's not getting me anywhere, but more stressed out and more overwhelmed. And so that's one thing I think really the past year I've had to, I mean, pivoting for myself, I would say too, is like one thing I've obviously had to focus on because I've been navigating, you know, running a business and being home with Luca. And so pivoting has been a big thing, but also too, like outside of, you know, your team, that client success. I mean, you, like I said, you're working with people. It's like on one of their biggest days of the year, client success and satisfaction is 
is a huge element of your business. So you're literally helping people, like I said, on the most exciting day of their life. So what tips do you have for building your business around client satisfaction? Golden rule. That has always been our number one thing is we're going to treat people the way we would want to be treated on our wedding day. Um, but then we're also going to go one step beyond. We started a venue because we are so service-minded and that's our mission. We want to help people and take away as much stress as possible on their wedding day. So we don't care what we have to do and it might not be the most glamorous things, but if we see a need on your day, we're going to cover that need. We're going to do whatever it takes to make sure that, you know, the family and the, especially the bride and groom aren't going to feel any added stress and we're just going to make it, make it a great day. But yeah, I always just think I am, I'm 30 now. We're 30, Courtney. Um, I don't want to talk but... about it. I'm turning 31 in a month. So Um, but I feel like, okay, my wedding day doesn't feel like terribly long ago, even though it's approaching like nine years ago, but I feel like I remember how it felt to be a bride and you're just, your mind is going a million different places. And I think it's just important to try to like, let the couple be present and in the moment, you know, you as a, you're, you're a service oriented person. So it's like you as the business person that they have contracted I want to make sure I'm doing absolutely everything and one more step to make sure that they're being taken care of. Yeah. Yeah. Which is leading up to our last question, which is what is your favorite part about helping people out on their big day? Like, is there a specific moment or thing that you really look forward to every time you host a wedding? I love the ceremony. I mean, it's so cliche, but the ceremony is such a production and I feel, I just feel alive whenever it's like, okay, the timing of making sure people are walking to the right moment in the music. And then just like watching that bride go down the aisle and everyone's face is just so lit up from seeing how beautiful she is. And it's like, this is the moment that they're about to become you know, husband and wife. I just think that's such a special moment. And every time I get chills and I just get so giddy about that moment. So I, I think that's the best part. And you just, they seem so happy no matter what couple, um, even if there's other things going on in that day, you know, that have gone wrong, maybe it's like that moment for that couple is priceless and perfect no matter what. So that's my, yeah. And also just like the, it's a fruition, like the coming together of like everything you guys were working on, right? Like you work so hard too, to make sure that it's such a great day. And that's like that moment, which is so wild too, because I think I blacked out for like half of my wedding because I was so nervous. I mean, like, I obviously remember like bits and pieces of it, but like, while I was actually standing up there with my husband, I was like, I feel like sometimes for some moments, I just don't even recall what was being said or what was happening because I was just like totally overwhelmed with what was going on and like all the people there. And it was just such a crazy crazy experience, but it was beautiful. And obviously, you know, it was so special for us to be able to have it there because like you're literally my best friend and growing up with you and like having something that was so you know important to me as a part of like one of the most important days of my life. Like I couldn't have asked for a better situation or a better team that I got to work with. And obviously having you in my wedding, which was amazing. But yeah, if you guys, like I said, if anybody listening, if you guys are anywhere located in the Midwest, or if you're not, and you're up looking for a venue that's destination, you definitely need to check out their website because it is truly just one of the most unique and beautiful locations. I can't tell you how much feedback we got, you know, even from when we had posted the photos from our wedding, everybody was asking where, where's this venue? Because it's just, it's so unique and just one of a kind. And yeah, you guys have just done such an amazing job growing it and upkeeping everything and, and making it a really special time for everybody that you guys are working with. So Thanks. And of course, like being in your wedding was awesome for me. I got to be on the other side of the spectrum for once. But yeah, I think also I'll just say this too, because so many people that learn that we're venue owners and managers, they always think, oh, that is the perfect job. And everyone wants to start their own venue. And I will say, 
it is amazing. We love it. But I will say it's so much manual labor that <laughs> I always give people that preface. It's like, okay, but be ready to just be like a glorified pack mule because it's <laughs> so much, you know, yeah. chairs in, chairs out, tables in, tables out. Just the maintenance is a, it's a lot, but we love it. We're really, we're big outdoors people. We love some fitness. So it fits for us. Yeah. So it, it naturally fit with you guys and your lifestyle in general. So if anybody was going to do it, glad it was you guys, because your whole family has been that way for as long as I've known you. So yeah, it, it's a perfect fit. I think it was a God thing for sure. Yeah. Well, for everybody listening, if you guys are interested in reaching out to Hannah, Hannah, how can they get in touch with you? They can get in touch with us through our website, wildcliffevents.com. We also have Facebook, Instagram, all of it will be under wildcliff events. Okay. Awesome. And everybody that'll be linked in the show notes. So it's easy access for you guys. If you want to get in touch with Hannah, but Hannah, we're going to roll into our rapid fire questions. So are you ready for your first question? I'm ready. Okay. I feel like I would know the answers to these. I don't even know why I'm asking. We're just doing this for sheer entertainment purposes. (laughs) Okay. First question. What is your favorite meal? Oh, that's so hard. I love food. I'm going to say sushi. (laughs) (laughs) Sushi is a good one. Surprised you didn't say ice cream, even though the technically is not a meal. I feel like you would make it one. I, yeah, I was going to say that would be a meal for me, but yeah. 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 The average person, maybe not, but for Hannah. For yes. sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, favorite TV show. Ooh, that's so hard. I just finished watching the crown. That was so good. Okay, I'm yeah. really big on a good, um, historical drama. Love those. Mm-hmm. So did you watch Downton Abbey? Absolutely. I've watched okay. it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't think I've had this conversation with you about Downton Abbey, but I love Downton Abbey. I was literally, um, when the movie came out, I went to go see it by myself in theaters and I was probably the youngest person in that movie theater by like a solid 20 years. Didn't care at all. I also, I too, like I went to a matinee, I will say like in the middle of a weekday. So that probably didn't help my case, but I loved that movie. I love the show. So I'm right there with you on the historical. Oh, good. Love yeah. Outlander, love Poldark. There's so many. Yes. Yeah. Dramas. Um, what is your dream travel location? Scotland. I know we just talked about Outlander, but yeah. been- so excited about Scotland. Cannot wait to travel there. Okay. Have you checked any of your like bucket list locations off your list already? Yes. Uh, you know this, but I have traveled several places in my lifetime. Very fortunate. My grandmother was a big travel person and she took us along. So I've been to Australia, um, a lot of islands, you know, in the Caribbean area, Mexico, France, England, um, Egypt was a really strange. Yeah. Egypt was the one that, yeah. Yeah. So I've been a few places and loved it, but I would love to go back to Australia. I think that would be, um, need to experience in my adult life. I was younger when we went there, but yeah, Scotland is high on my list now. I'd also really, really love to go to Turkey one day. Yeah. Lazar keeps asking me to move to Scotland. I'm like, where did this affinity with Scotland come up? And why do you want to move there? <laughs> so I just think it's like the outdoor enthusiast, it's yeah. like mountains, the wildlife it's uh, yeah it's cool yeah and I'm obviously I don't I don't know how much actually I'm not going to say this because I'm not totally sure where Harry Potter was filmed but I think that they did have some stuff filmed in Scotland for Harry Potter if I'm not if I'm remembering correctly so tons of stuff. yeah tons of stuff in Scotland so yeah I, I'm, I'm I would go with you Hannah okay let's plan it <laughs> on it <laughs> okay what did you want to be when you were a kid like when you grew up what did you want to be oh <sighs> I wanted to be a teacher when I was really little, which I still think would be an awesome career, but a teacher, I wanted to be a singer for a while or which yes, Hannah has a beautiful voice, just Uh, FYI, but yeah. And then in 
college, I actually thought I was going to go into broadcasting, which I'm glad I didn't do in the long run. But yeah, those were kind of my little yeah. things. I liked. Okay. And then a very last question. When you're not working, how do you like to spend your time? With my family, of course. Yes. But yeah, again, love to go for a good walk. Anything outdoors, I'm down. Yeah. Same. I was just talking about going for long walks this morning. I take Luca every single evening. We go for a long walk. So I'm right there with you, but Hannah, I'm so glad I got to have you on today. I've been wanting to ask you to do this for a while and I just kept, you know, I don't know why I didn't do it sooner, but so glad to have you on. And again, for everybody listening, if you want to get in touch with Hannah, we'll have it all linked in the show notes, but thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. This has been so fun. And I know it's like, we know so much about each other, but I think it's cool to again, be able to experience entrepreneurship together yes and stuff yeah thank you yeah this is yeah cool awesome well everybody we will see you guys on next week episode if you guys have any questions in the meantime feel free to shoot us a dm on instagram and we will see you guys next week thanks so much for joining me for another episode of the elevate effect podcast if you liked what you heard share the episode with your best friend team member or even your dog If you have a minute, leave a review below or DM me on Instagram to let me know what you want to hear on the podcast next. Thanks again, and I can't wait to see you next week.